If you're a fan of sports articles and hearing different NFL opinions, go check out theschemefit.com, a website I created to write about the NFL and give my thoughts on different teams around the league. My close friends Drew Pounton, Kyler Gammon, Branton Beard, and Jonathan Cribbs are all contributors to the site, so check us out on The Scheme Fit and follow us on Twitter at The Scheme Fit. Drew Pounton, host of the No Playbook podcast available everywhere you listen to music or podcasts, has released his new podcast Around the Horns, a Los Angeles Rams-themed podcast, and the first episode is available everywhere you listen to music or podcasts. Hear from Drew about Cam Akers, Matthew Stafford trade rumors, and Rams training camp in the latest episode of Around the Horns. Kyler Gammon, host of the 700 Level Podcast, an Eagles-themed podcast, is in the process of producing episodes, so we'll be sure to keep you in the loop if you like to keep up with fellow NFC teams in the league. You can find all of those to watch or listen to on YouTube and streaming services, and you can also find them at theschemefit.com under our podcast page. Deep ball for Mooney! Oh, what a shot! podcast your host Eli Grimes with you here today the topic for today's show is going to be Bears statistical leaders for every category whether it be rushing yards receiving yards touchdowns on the year sacks interceptions tackles that kind of thing but first I want to get into some quick thoughts I've had on some recent um, ongoing things in the NFL we'll start with the whole running back and running back contracts and holdouts and the whole Saquon deal it's just really interesting. Obviously, this is this is a conversation that's had been had by several people in the league, and there's not really an original thought on this this whole ordeal. But it is very interesting that this position, that running back, has become so undervalued in the NFL, just for the simple fact that an athlete like Saquon Barkley, you know, Austin Eckler, as dynamic as he is and the most recent being Saquon Barkley, obviously. A guy like that can't get a contract. He, in particular, in his situation, is the literal key, the only thing that worked on that offense last year for the Giants. That run game was just... I mean, look at their receiver group. It There's nothing there. I mean, they've, they've made some upgrades, obviously, with some draft picks they've made, but... Saquon was that offense as dynamic as he is in the running and passing game a guy like that is struggling to get a contract but and whatever your thoughts on Daniel Jones he he can get paid by that organization before Saquon Barkley can I think everyone just looks I think contracts in as a whole you know there's several rules to it that I'm sure a lot of us and myself don't understand but when you have premier talent like Saquon Barkley you pay the guy. I it, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You you pay a guy like Saquon Barkley if he is as important and vital to your offense as he is to what the New York Giants would be. If if he holds out and the Giants don't want to pay him this season, they are going to be bad. That is there is no way around it. The Giants will be a bad team. Saquon is the only thing offensively that works. Daniel Jones is an okay quarterback. He's a great rushing threat. He can pass. He can he can do everything good enough. 
And without Saquon Barkley, again, as I've said, that team will not be great offensively without Saquon Barkley. You take a situation like Austin Eckler in Los Angeles. He's 28 years old, and without him, the Chargers can still be a pretty good offense, and this is where the whole money situation comes into it because Austin Eckler is 28 years old, and he really hasn't shown any signs of slowing down, but for running backs, the the shelf life, as everyone likes to call it, is a lot less short because they're, they're taking a lot of hits, a lot of contact, so at 28 years old, as an organization, you really have to determine, is this guy worth investing in? And it, it gets to the point where, in my opinion, it shouldn't be a market thing. There should be, it shouldn't be, it should be, this is what you're worth to our team and to our offense. So this is what we're going to give you. And that's, it's kind of terrible to say, but at the same time, you can't set market prices for every player. Saquon, I, I believe, should be paid, you know, similar to what McCaffrey's paid. It's just, at 28 years old, are you going to keep it up for the next three to four years? Can we give you a three-year contract, and are you going to produce at the same level for the next three years? But in Saquon's case, the guy is 26 years old. You know, he did have an ACL tear, an ACL injury, and he came back from that, though, and he looked great. He looked Tremendous. He looked pre-injury even. So you can afford to give Saquon Barkley a three-year contract. Make it a, depending, I don't really know exactly what Saquon is wanting, but you, you can't just tag the guy and expect him to play for you. I, I fully agree with Saquon on this, but at the same time, you've, you've just got to be aware of what certain players mean to your team and base that off of, you know, contract negotiations and that kind of thing. Moving on from the running back contract negotiation situation, that kind of thing, I want to get into old Colin Cowherd, his his recent comments on our old QB1 Justin Fields, who apparently has an ego, in case anybody missed it. You know, Cowherd just came out and said, Justin Fields, he considers himself a top five rushing quarterback, which I don't think is outlandish, but Cowherd seemed to think so, and he thinks it's an ego- egotistical thing to say, and that Justin Fields should pretty much shut up until he shows it on the field, which he did rushing. He, he showed it rushing, which was the conversation he was having. He didn't say he was a top five quarterback of all time. So I think Cowherd, those comments were just way out of pocket, and they don't really hold any substance because Cowherd, as everybody knows, is he's just a clickbait farm, and he'll say anything to get a fan base riled up, which it's working, Colin, so congratulations. But, you know, any any Bears fan and anyone that, you know, pays attention to the Bears at least knows the type of character that Justin Fields has and his work ethic. You know, he's he is not the type of guy to say, I'm the best, I'm the absolute best. He's going to keep his head down, he's going to work, and he's going to do everything that he can to try and be the best. That that is who he is. And for Cowherd to just come out and say that with no basis or meaning or anything like that is just again a clickbait thing. And it's ridiculous. It even in the video when you see it, to me at least, you can kind of see he's got a little smirk about it. Like, yeah, I don't mean any of what I'm saying right now. This is just it's gonna work and we know it's gonna work. And Bears fans are gonna get riled up. 
And all the people that doubt Justin Fields and dislike him as a player, they're going to share it. They're going to click on it. They're going to do everything about it. So again, if anybody, I would, I wouldn't put too much stock into that because again, clickbait, that's what coward does. And it doesn't really, it doesn't really hold any merit just because everybody that pays attention to Justin Fields knows who he is and what his character is. And the guy does not have an ego. All right, so now that we've got the whole cowherd situation out of the way, we're going to get into the main part of this episode, which is predicting the Bears' statistical leaders for every category this year. So again, that's going to be rushing yards, receiving yards, touchdown leaders for the year, tackles, interceptions, sacks, what have you. So the way this is going to work is I'm just going to give a list of contestants, so to speak, and people that I think or players on the team that I think are going to possibly be the statistical leader for each category. So starting with rushing yards, obviously our contestants, Khalil Herbert, Deontay Foreman, Justin Fields, and Roshan Johnson. We'll start with Khalil Herbert, his stats and everything like that. 5.67 yards per carry in 2022, four touchdowns on the ground, 731 rushing yards. He didn't miss four games, uh, you know, but... All of this is behind David Montgomery as a number two. So it is quite impressive what he's been able to do in his time in Chicago as a number two back. The He, he was really, he or rather he has been the, uh, the relief back for Montgomery in his time in Chicago. We would wear down the defenses with Montgomery and then Herbert would come in and bust out a long run. So it's going to be interesting if he does get the majority of snaps this season to see what he can do in a number one role. But again, that remains to be seen. So 56 rushing yards per game is what he's at or is what he averaged in 2022, I should say. If he didn't miss those four games, it would have been about 955. So a near 1000 yard rusher as a number two option is pretty good. So as for every running back in this group, it's going to be a question of volume. Training camp should really clear up who is going to see the majority of snaps and the whole running back by committee thing is also still on the still in the air, still in play. But I don't think it's going to be completely by committee. I do think there's going to be a back that gets the majority of these snaps. But again, you never know what's going to happen. Next up is Deontay Foreman, the free agent addition. He played last year in Carolina, 4.5 yards per carry in 2022 with the Panthers, five rushing touchdowns and 914 rushing yards he didn't even play the whole season he just had a tremendous second half of the year which it really shows that he's got the potential to be a number one back and he he was that in Carolina but again missed some time or just didn't get the starts early in the year I'm not sure which but he showed tremendous flash and he 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 racked up some yards in limited time last season so it's going to be interesting to see if he can replicate that in Chicago or if the coaching staff wants him to replicate that in Chicago and be the number one back and have the majority of the snaps. But again, training camp should clear that up. Uh, I am pretty high on Deontay Foreman. I don't believe he's going to be the number one back in Chicago, but I do think he'll get a, a large majority of the snaps, a large portion rather. And I can see him in being more of a, a red zone threat. You know, he's, he's that bigger back. And we could use that in the red zone. So uh, another player that we're going to get to that I also think will be a red zone threat is 
Justin Fields, who is next up on our contestants list. Obviously, you don't want your quarterback to lead the team in rushing yards just because that can come with some wear and tear. But Justin Fields was, in fact, our leading rusher last year, almost breaking the single-season rushing yards record by a quarterback. Not quite. We held him out the last game, so that didn't happen. But um, 7.1 yards per carry, yards per attempt, rather, in 2022. Eight rushing touchdowns. And I don't necessarily think that Justin Fields is going to be a 1,000-yard rusher again. Now, it could very well happen depending on how this offense goes in 2023. Hopefully, that's not the case and we don't have to rely on his legs as much. But he should see a reduction. But as with all good rushing quarterbacks in the league currently, they don't go away from it. You don't just completely play away from your strengths. I think that would be malpractice if Luke Getze decides to just scheme Justin Fields' legs completely out of the the offense, which I don't think Getsy will do that. But, you know, you look at a guy like Josh Allen, he's never finished under 400 rushing yards in his career, 760-plus uh, rushing yards in the last two years of his career. Lamar Jackson, again, another example here, 700 rushing yards every year he's been in the league, except for his rookie year, 695, so... Basically 700 every year he's been in the league and back-to-back 1,000 yards rushing. So that just goes to show that when you have an elite rushing ability like some of these quarterbacks do, you don't go away from it. You don't have to draw up design runs every time you're on the field. But at the same time, if you know there's weakness out there in the defense and your quarterback can exploit that, then you do it. That's that's what the Ravens have always done with Lamar Jackson. Another quarterback, Jalen Hurts, his last two years, over 750 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns in 2022 through the, on the ground. That's as big as Jalen Hurts is. Justin Fields, I love Jalen Hurts too, but Justin Fields is bigger and taller. He's just a bigger guy than Jalen Hurts, so that's something we could also see in 2023 is... Jalen Hurts showed the blueprint for big body mobile quarterbacks. When you're in the red zone, do it yourself. You know, the Eagles have that offensive line to do it, but at the same time, Justin Fields, we've seen him. We've seen him run over people. So I would not be surprised to see that in 2023. The Bears taking a little bit out of the Eagles playbook and Justin Fields can rack up some touchdowns on the ground. All of these stats, by the way, are brought to you by Pro Football Reference. They run a great website for all of the statistics that you might ever need. So our final contestant, not really a contestant in my opinion is, but you know, that's, that's not a knock on him at all. He's just a rookie and he probably won't see a lot of snaps, but Roshan Johnson, like I said, probably not going to make an impact early on as a rusher, but he'll still see some playing time, probably more for that run blocking ability that the bears know he has. And he showed at Texas, but you know, as I always say, you never know what's going to happen. So Roshan Johnson is is nobody to sleep on, but at the same time, I don't think he's he's in the running for leading the Bears in rushing yards this season, but still a guy to keep an eye out on. In an ideal offense, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a Khalil Herbert or it's a Deontay Foreman that's going to lead the Bears in rushing this season. But at the same time, as I mentioned, when you have an elite quarterback on the ground, that can get you those yards and can break off a 50 or a 60 yard touchdown at ease at, at any moment you don't go away from it. So I do believe that Justin Fields is going to lead the bears in rushing this season. 
I can see him being in that 800 to 1,000 range again, but at the same time, I would rather him be closer to the 800 than the 1,000 this season and see some more see some more of those yards go through the air for Justin Fields this season. So I do believe he's going to be our rushing leader once again in 2023. Now let's get into receiving yards leaders for the Chicago Bears in 2023. The obvious answer right off the bat, no surprise here, is DJ Moore. 888 receiving yards in his last year with Carolina. But, you know, that that was also with a QB carousel. You look at Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker, who's also now a Bear, and Baker Mayfield. But he put up his career-high touchdowns, seven touchdowns last season with that mess at quarterback. So if Justin Fields takes this leap that we all think he can and D.J. Moore is going to help that, this is quite possibly the best quarterback play that D.J. Moore is ever going to see. And that's that is that bodes well for him being the receiving yards leader. So not a stretch whatsoever. Uh, you know, back to back 1000 yard seasons in the years 2019 and 2020. The guy excels after the catch and also against man coverage. And again, should be the favorite to lead the Bears this season. It's almost a disappointment if he isn't. Our next contestant is none other than the man himself, Darnell Mooney, who is going to hopefully be back to 100 percent by training camp and also for the 2023 season. A career low, you know, 493 receiving yards last season. Missed five games due to that ankle injury. But the the sneaky part here, not so sneaky, I should say, but the key here is that he was one a 1,000-yard receiver with Allen Robinson in 2021. You know, that was the year, the whole, I hate to remind Bears fans of this, but the whole A-Rob Matt Nagy scheming me out of the offense. I want out of here, that kind of thing. But Mooney's took advantage of that, and Justin and him developed that chemistry, and he was a 1,000-yard receiver. So I think he is once again going to take advantage of having another great receiver in the room alongside him in DJ Moore. So DJ Moore should open up the quick lanes and the deep passing game for Mooney. And once again, if he's healthy, I think he can be a 1,000 yard receiver. He should see a decent target share in 2023 because of that chemistry that he's developed in his time in the league with Justin Fields. Now this next contestant, and I think all Bears fans can agree with me, would not make me upset in the slightest if he ended up being the Bears receiving yards leader in 2023, and that is Chase Claypool. And once again, if he's if he's going to lead the Bears in receiving yards in 2023, I am going to be ecstatic. Uh, hopefully that doesn't mean DJ Moore just fell off the, pa- the face of the planet. But if both of those guys can make an impact this season, this Bears offense is going to be fun to watch. But looking at him individually, he was a consistent 800-yard receiver in Pittsburgh with a room of Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, and James Washington. So I think this Bears room can elevate him even further than that one did. You know, Deontay Johnson is no one to sleep on and neither is Juju Smith-Schuster and James Washington in his time with Pittsburgh was a pretty good receiver. So I, I, I do think that this current room that the Bears have can make Claypool an even better receiver than he was in Pittsburgh. And he's got so much untapped potential that the Bears just didn't get to see a lot of last season due to injury and learning the playbook and that kind of thing. So he, he can be that intermediate to deep ball threat for the Bears, but he's also kind of that boomer bust guy to where he's, he's not that, that quick guy that can make the move and create, you know, crazy separation, but he, he can be a deep threat for the Bears. And Mooney and Moore 
should open up those lanes for him. And I think he's also going to see a fair target share in 2023. And if he leads the Bears in receiving yards, I'm going to be quite happy. So there's that. But hopefully he can at least make an impact in 2023 and be worth what we gave up for him. So long story short, the boring answer for your receiving yards leader is going to be DJ Moore. But as I mentioned, if Chase Claypool ends up being that guy, I'm not going to be upset at all. Hopefully all three of these guys can make an impact along with the rookie Tyler Scott, who I didn't mention just because he'll see some playing time, but I don't think it's going to be substantial enough to lead the Bears in receiving yards, at least not hopefully. Again, I I think DJ Moore is going, going to be our receiving yards leader for 2023. All right, so moving on from receiving yards to touchdown leaders in 2023. I've got three categories here, the no-brainer, the dark horse, and rushing touchdowns. So not really a touchdown leader in particular, but at the same time, just three different categories for touchdown guys. So the no-brainer, DJ Moore. I think if this connection with Fields and Moore gets going early and often, Moore's going to see a lot of red zone targets a lot of just deep ball targets in general that turn into those yards after catch that DJ Moore is so good at. And he can, he can excel with, with Justin Fields and maybe even pass that career high of seven, maybe get eight or nine, even 10, you know, shoot for the stars is all I'm going to say. But I think DJ Moore is the no brainer pick there for touchdown leaders for the Chicago bears. My dark horse for the touchdown leader, at least through the air is none other than the tight end Cole Komet. We saw that stretch of games where Komet was making such an impact late in the season when the Bears offense was actually one of the the top scoring in the NFL through a, I believe it was a month stretch. You know know that period I'm talking about, but uh, we saw it in that Dallas game. He looked incredible. In the Miami game, he looked great. And if we can extrapolate that over an entire season, Cole Komet is going to see a lot of targets, and that, that chemistry has also been something special to watch to develop between Justin Fields and Komet in their time in Chicago, but that's my dark horse. I think he's going to see a lot of targets once again in that red zone. And Robert Tunyon should also see some targets in the red zone, but I think it's going to be complimentary football and Komet's going to see the workhorse, the workhorse share of targets in the red zone and get himself a lot of touchdowns this season. And as for rushing touchdowns, it's going to be the quarterback, Justin Fields. As I mentioned earlier, they're going to copy that Eagles blueprint. I just I just feel it. I have that feeling that they're going to copy that, and Justin Fields is going to see a lot of work in the red zone in those goal line carries, and he's going to be that guy, and he's going to rack up at least, I think, seven or eight touchdowns on the ground once again in 2023. Now switching gears over to the defense, we're going to do our leaders for tackles this season for the Chicago Bears, starting with the linebacker, acquired in free agency from the Buffalo Bills, none other than Tremaine Edmonds. 100-plus tackles in every year he's been in the league. Excellent in coverage and should be the lead candidate for the Bears to lead the Bears in tackles as we spend all that money on him in free agency. I think anything less would be quite a disappointment, but at the same time, there's going to be several contributors this season for the Chicago Bears defense. I just think that Tremaine Edmonds is the No-brainer, so to speak, candidate to lead the Bears in tackles. The next candidate is also a linebacker for the Bears this season, none other than the sand god Jack Sanborn, the undrafted free agent out of Wisconsin. Played in 10 games last season for the Bears, saw some some significant playing time 
for the Bears after the Roquan Smith trade. So playing in 10 games, he racked up 50 solo tackles for 64 combined on the year in the 10 games played. And he also had two sacks for the Bears. So I think for as good as he was last year in as bad of a linebacker room as they had post Roquan trade, this new linebacking unit for the Bears should make Jack Sanborn even better. So TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds should elevate Jack Sanborn to a new level for his game. And I easily, I think he can easily be a 100 plus tackle guy. He's, he just showed so much potential in limited playing time last year. And I think we've yet to see his best football. Another candidate that I just mentioned also in the linebacking core, if you can sense a theme here, TJ Edwards acquired from Philadelphia in free agency 159 combined tackles with the Eagles in 2022. He was also an undrafted free agent, I believe. He had 10 tackles for loss and two sacks for the Eagles in 2022. And that defense was incredible. So he was a key key contributor for the Eagles for that defense. And I also think that he can be a key contributor for the Bears this season. I think it's, it's possible that Edwards could give Edmonds a run for his money this season. But no matter what, this unit is going to be fun to keep track of in 2023 and kind of see how those three bounce off of each other and see if there's any, you know, competition between the three into the 2023 season to see if they want to keep track of their tackles. Cause I personally think all three of those guys, I, 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 I would not be surprised in the least in the least if any three of them were 100 plus tackle guys. The next contestant here is Jaquan Brisker, which sounds like a strange pick. But if you look at the Bears' statistical leaders from last season, Jaquan Brisker was our second leading tackler. Number one was Nicholas Morrow, the linebacker, who is no longer a Chicago Bear. He wasn't great, but apparently he he led the Bears in tackles, so he had to have done a little bit. Uh, But Jaquan Brisker hopefully will not lead the Bears in tackles because that means... The defensive line and the front seven as a whole is just horrible once again, and I don't think that's going to be the case. I I personally love Jaquan Brisker, and I think he still has his best football ahead of him. I don't think he's going to lead the Bears in tackles this season, at least hopefully not, but he is going to be a guy that wraps up some tackles from time to time, and he could be be top 10. I, I do believe he can be top 10 for the Bears in tackles this season, but hopefully not number one. So to wrap up the tackles, the tackling leaders for the Chicago Bears in 2023, I think the no-brainer pick once again should be Tremaine Edmonds. But again, this linebacking unit is going to be fun to keep track of. But for as much money as we paid Edmonds, I think he's got to be the number one. And if he's not, hopefully that just means that the entire unit and the defense is just firing off on all cylinders and Edmonds' job is just that easy. So I, I do believe the linebacker, the former Buffalo Bill, Tremaine Edmonds, is going to be the Bears' leading tackler in 2023. We're going to try and fly through these next two categories as quick as possible because I don't want to go on for too long. But our sack leaders for the Chicago Bears in 2023, some candidates here, Demarcus Walker, Justin Jones, Travis Gibson, our dark horses are Jervon Dexter Sr., and Jaquan Brisker, who led, once again, the Bears in a statistical category in sacks at four last season. So I think each of these players has something to prove in 2023, and hopefully it's going to be someone along the lines of an edge rusher or a defensive lineman like Demarcus Walker or a a Gervon Dexter Sr., but it's hard to say without having seen anybody in pads so far 
other than Justin Jones and Jaquan Brisker. None of these, well, I, I take that back, Travis Gibson as well. But there's just so much potential here, and you can't really narrow anything down until you see what happens come week one and into the early games of the season. That being said, I would love to see one of Demarcus Walker or Travis Gibson be the Bears sack leader in 2023. And finally, our interceptions leader for the defense. Some candidates here. Eddie Jackson, Bojack the Man, Jaquan Brisker once again making his name known on this Bears defense. Tyreek Stevenson, the rookie, who I do think is going to make an early impact. And my dark horse, Jalen Johnson, the man who has been criticized for his lack of turnovers in this defense. I think he's going to step it up this season and show why the Bears should give him a new contract. That being said, I want, and this is desperately want, to see Eddie Jackson return to form once again. He was on that track in 2022, but the injury bugged him in that Jets game, and he didn't see any more playing time for the year, so hopefully he'll come back healthy and be this Bears interception leader for 2023. This was a lot of fun um, figuring out who's going to be the statistical leader for each category for the Bears in 2023. Um, Hopefully, come training camp, there's going to be some storylines and we can do some episodes on that. But this in particular was a lot of fun and I thank everybody for watching and listening wherever you may be. And it'll be fun to look back on this one and see how, how wrong or how right I was for every bear. But Thanks so much for listening to the 270 Mile Bears podcast. Hopefully all of these takes will age pretty well, but if they don't, then that's whatever. Thanks so much for listening to the 270 Mile Bears podcast.